welcome to another episode of Behind the Baller. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. This is the weekend wrap up. On today's episode, it will be short but sweet. My opinion on Snyder Cut's Justice League. RV life and RV experience goes a long way. Cryptocurrency and the financial reset. Should you get into crypto or not? Scammers and frauds, not just on the internet. My boy Cuddy is back in LA. Both LaMelo and LeBron are out for the season and I've been keeping score. And right now the scoreboard says anxiety attack 1900, Ben 180 and a lot more on another high definition episode of the world famous award winning Behind the Baller podcast. Let's fucking go. So our numbers have shot up again, thanks to you guys, the listeners, you guys listening right now. I am very, very grateful. This also doesn't happen without my amazing production team, Miles and Jordan, AKA the Dust Brothers. So yo, to get started, man, Miami Beach is a total fucking shit show. It is a fuck shit show, dick fuck, fuck shit. It is fucked up over there, okay? Spring breakers are out of control. It's just gross. You know, what's going on down there? It's just fucking people. It's, it's just packs, a bunch of idiots not doing shit, but just being on the streets, on Collins, Washington, on fucking Ocean Ave, just acting a fucking fool, running out on bills, just being stupid, okay? And, you know, I posted a pic of just a shit show down there, and I get, like, a ton of idiots who hit me with this, it's 99% survival rate, man. Uh, you know, you should stay at home. If you're scared, it's 99 No, listen, dumb fuck. One... It's the dumbest fucking defense that I've heard in this entire pandemic, okay? Two, that's not true, all right? And even if it was an 85% survival rate, how about the long-term issues with your organs and other things? How you fucking idiots? Like, you actually think, like, my fucking cousin just died, like, two, three weeks ago. He was fucking 42, 43, young, good shape. Like, you think, like, that shit's just a joke. Like, it's a gamble. And look, I ain't really, you know, one to play with my life like that. You know, so whether I'm be scared, because I'm still living my life. I'm still doing my thing. It's just you people just, you know, don't understand how to maneuver through it. But the funny thing about Florida is they were getting praised for letting the state run wild and like, oh my God, they had the Super Bowl here. They had this. But just recently, like, you know, when people are like, you know, now there's attention on them, so they, they can't fuck around now. You know, they're going to try to do all this. A lot of cleanup happens, you guys don't realize. And look, I was thinking about this the other day. CNN, look, man, I ain't a huge CNN fan, and they definitely do some scare tactics. But again, I like to see where the information is, right? Both sides here and there. If I go to CNN and I go to Fox, look, I'm going to listen to more CNN, but I'm also going to pick and be like, yo, you guys are trying to do scare attacks. You guys are like putting a lot on it. Then I go to Fox and be like, yo, that's not what happened. So it's two different fucking things. Okay. But if you look at Florida, there is a recent outbreak of COVID at Mar-a-Lago. Right. But more importantly, a John Hopkins University study showed that Floridians positivity rate, Florida's positivity rate was double whatever the state claimed it was. 
And that's due to not using the CDC or WHO guideline methods. And in fact, the Tampa Bay Times commissioned a study that found Florida COVID deaths were anywhere from 17 to 50% higher than the state was actually reporting. Okay? So again, dumb fucks. Your state, Ron DeSantis, whatever the fucking governor, is gambling with your lives or the lives of Floridians, okay? Look, bottom line, people got nothing else but that microwave life expectancy, that desperate, they're just fucking desperate and bored, okay? So being stupid as fuck is one way to deal with your mental health, right? But it's not the way I would deal with it, okay? So just saying, that's just fucking stupid as fuck. It's just, it's sad, man. Like, man, we're doing good. I'm hoping the shit doesn't set us back because it's like, fuck this shit, fuck this anyway, and we're just gonna fucking go out. Dumb as fuck. I, I can't tell you. Like, there are ways to chill out. Like, be like, fuck this. I'm just going to... I mean, there's there, that's also a way to get to herd immunity, but it's just going to keep delaying shit, and it's going to make shit just... People are going fucking crazy, right? And I'm not going to talk about Asian hate on this episode. Just I just won't. And right? I've said what I need to say, right? You know, anything extra now is just really, for real, extra, okay? Now, I've been on the road again. This time, just went locally, you know, 30 minutes away to Malibu, just to get some surf and sand, you know, and test out my father-in-law, mother-in-law's brand new RV. They love the RV life, okay, by the way. They love that shit so much that I can tell they're going to be way more about this life than me and my wife will ever actually be. Like, well, at least in the next few years because they're like all in it. Like, they fucking love it. Now, I got them a smaller rig than mine, right? But the drive, it's a lot easier. You know, my shit's like, again, I have to, you know, we could sleep five, no problem. Whereas their sleeps, you know, like three, you know, maybe if you had like, you know, two small little kids, something. Anyways, I'm super hyped for them, right? Um, They're currently still out just, you know, in the RV chilling, took an extra day. I'm fucking excited. I'm just, I'm hyped for them. This is something they need. They're such, they help us out so much with a lot of things. But yesterday, my mother-in-law made me fresh corned beef hash and eggs with garlic rice and it was the best meal I've had in the RV so far. I probably gained three pounds off that shit. I mean, three legit just off that meal is crazy. But um, I eat well in the fucking RV. My wife makes these amazing turkey burgers. We have all kinds of good ass shit that we eat on there. But on Saturday, um, I decided to pull over on PCH, right? We wanted to just camp at the beach. Use the pop out, pull over, you know, full boom. And like really like dock right there at the beach. You know, I got fucking a generator. I got solar panels. I got everything we need in that motherfucker. We really just have a, like, you know, a beachfront party. But we decided, you know, to go on the beach and play in the sand and do all that stuff. And so like after we're all done and, you know, chilling back in the um in the RV, you know, we decided to hit the road and, and get to our RB, uh, Airbnb, okay? So there's a thing called the auto leveling system on, on my RV that you buy. It's, uh, I don't know if it's, Five thousand, three thousand, seven thousand dollar option. Maybe it's ten grand. I don't know. But what happens is, we know when you're when you're like at a campground and you want to just completely be level, so that when you guys are walking around, you don't feel all this shaking and shit. You know, it just makes everything real stable. So the auto leveling system just fails, right? Starts blinking, all the kinds of shit. And I look down, and there's four jacks, right? There's and this is a eleven thousand pound rig. Understand it's four jacks, two in the front, two in the rear, and. The front ones are up and, and they're lifting my wheels off the ground by about an inch. It's a heavy rig. 
the rear one, there's one on the right gone down and the left is like almost down, but it's like maybe five, six inches short of touching the ground. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? I need to find like a manual override. So I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm starting to get anxiety, you know, whatever, boom. And now look, even though this is a luxury rig, right? First thing they tell you, you understand, this is a motor home, meaning it is a house on wheels that moves. So literally a lot can go wrong even if you're not driving it hard, okay? So being like handy, like knowing a lot about handy type shit, that's a must. You know, this ain't some fucking, like you can know about cars, still not though, this is like a fucking house, okay? So there are two major batteries in an RV. One is the chassis battery and the other one is the house battery. And there's a full breaker board so you can, you know, for fuses and shit and do all that. But this was a different issue. And I'm trying to get a hold of the fucking people at, at uh, Giant RV, trying to get a hold of the fucking Thor. And so, you know, I'm like, fuck, I got AAA. I need to figure this out. But really, it's a special module. So finally, I get a hold of the tech support of the people that made the module. And they're like, hey, man, um, you need to find out where the house battery is. And I went through everything in the fucking thing. Don't know why I didn't go through the house battery, but the house battery was in a a weird location. I get to it, and there's a specific breaker for that thing. I see it's popped out. I'm like, all right, cool. I had to fucking get on the phone with tech support of this person. And I got three young kids in the car screaming, talking shit like, hey, we want to go, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are screaming about. We should be able to sit here all day and just look at the beautiful ocean and just chill. You know, we got fucking electricity, boom. But it was getting irritating because I did want to get to my campsite, you know. And there wasn't a lot of fresh water tank. I don't know why the fuck I didn't have a lot of fresh water in there. But, you know, you need that for like if you want to use the toilet or whatever. But bottom line is, look, man, the more experience you have in things like just fixing plumbing shit in your house and everything. Because remember, there's all kinds of shit that go wrong. So, you know, I low-key panicked, right? But I was able to get, you know, the breaker back on and everything. Boom. We're ready to get the fucking jacks up and get that shit going. Thank God for having roadside assistance, though, you know, and, and all that, right? So we got to our destination and everything. The only thing that I have not mastered yet with the RV, which is not anything that really is not necessarily a thing that has to be with handiwork, but the only thing I can't figure out is the Wi-Fi. And I've tried. I mean, John Mayer's tried to help me out. He's like, you know, someone who has a lot of resources. But, you know, I have a router on top that is, uh, the fuck's it called? WineGuard, right? That they make the new Wi-Fi routers. Boom, you just got like a little SIM card put in there. The thing is, these companies that have these, they only give you like 30. Some of them may give you 50 gigs. It's not a lot. 50 gigs, you'd be surprised how fast you can run through that, especially if you're out on the weekends. You run a couple movies, bro, you run through that shit like it's nothing, okay? So there is no real Wi-Fi for this car yet. So I had to get a separate like Verizon phone so I could just tether off of that. But a lot of places I go to, I'm not getting 5G on that phone. So it's like, it's tricky, you know? So it's fucked up. If there was a real Wi-Fi, which I'm sure there will be, it just isn't yet, that could stream multiple movies daily. Like I can go day, all day, you know, like, like fucking stream three, four movies in a day, YouTube, all that shit. It's strong enough to handle Zoom classes for a kid. Yo, you guys motherfucking DM me, hit the Dust Brothers, hit the podcast email, you let me know, okay? Because I would fucking, that would change everything. Like something that would, that would really give me at least 5G LTE strength, you know, then we're in the game. All right, but uh, I can't wait until summertime. We actually go off, like, and really not have to worry about school and all that stuff, and just really explore the fifty states. Well, not the fifty, maybe fucking like forty states, right? In the RV, like, but I'm dead serious. Go across to fucking to Jersey, fucking Philly, DC, Texas, 
uh, fuck it, Florida, all over the fucking place, right? You might have to check that shit out. Obviously, Wyoming, uh, Montana, fucking Utah, Portland, all over the place. I'm, I'm just fucking, I'm going to go to fucking Canada. Fuck it. Um, I do plan on hitting the road in a week or so for the kids' spring break. And uh, the good thing about that is all of us will have had our second vaccine shot too then, right? I'm good, but I'm saying, you know, for them. And, and um, that second shot, I ain't gonna lie to you, packs a motherfucking punch, okay? But uh, after spring break, I do plan on hitting San Francisco and NYC. And uh, while in New York, um, I might record, I might actually hang out for a while this time. I might not just do a four or five day trip. I might stay for a week or so or longer. I don't know yet. I just, I need to fucking just, man, I need to be in a different fucking environment, you know? Um, thank God for the vaccine. So uh, this Friday, I jumped on Clubhouse with a social media friend at NY Doorman, who I still don't know exactly what he does, but somehow he was able to convince recently let out of jail. <laughs> I was going to say recently acquitted. She wasn't acquitted. I don't know what the fuck happened with her case, but Anna Delvey. Anna Delvey is a socialite who is not even really a socialite, but she is a girl who was able to finesse her way into a whole shit ton of money, okay? Millions. She pretended to be a wealthy German socialite and created this fictitious name, and then she eventually got busted and did her time in jail. But her situation story, it landed her a major book deal, like a real legit book deal, and a huge docuseries on Netflix called Inventing Anna, which it debuts really soon, and it stars Julia Garner. Julia Garner's the girl from Ozarks, right, and everything, and, and the crazy thing is that girl's playing fucking Anna. So we got on Clubhouse, and we, she's like, all right, fuck it, let's, let's get the real story. You want to hear the real story? What happened? Boom, here it is. And we got into a raw Q&A session, and Julia Fox just jumped in the room. I was like, yo, this can't be really Julia Fox. You know, and the crazy thing about Clubhouse is some people who are getting on really have no followers, like, I think just this morning I saw Paul Walker's daughter, Metal Walker, she jumped on, right? She's got millions of followers. And on here she has like 30. So like, I'm like, oh, hold on, is this really Julia Fox? And now the thing is, with Clubhouse being a voice app, you fucking know if it's really them, right? So it really is. Julia Fox is the leading star girl on uh, in Uncut Gems. She played uh, Adam Sandler's side chick in the movie, right? She comes in the room and then come to find out she's a huge fan of Anna's. She's a big Anna Delvey stan, right? And she begins to ask all the hard questions. She's like fucking taking over the room, right? She wasn't even an original moderator. She just comes in there, becomes a moderator, fucking just takes over and asks all these crazy ass questions about like, did you fall in love in jail? Did this and that, blah, blah, it was crazy. And I fucks with Julia, all right? So I got to say, that was probably the most epic clubhouse chat I've been in. But other than that, every fucking room that I see is about NFTs. I'm so fucking sick of it, and I'm dropping NFTs, but I don't want to fucking hear about that shit all day fucking long. It's fucking exhausting, okay? Back to Julia and Anna. Um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe I chum my way into a show with those two, and maybe I connect with them when I go to the Rotten Apple. You know, who knows? I won't do Bling Empire. That's for goddamn sure, but I'll fuck around and do a show with Julia and Anna. That'd be some crazy ass shit. That'd be some weird... I mean, them two, you know, seem like they could get along. But I mean, I'm like totally different from both of them. Anyways, speaking of rotten to the fucking core, by the way. Uh, so I know it, this is really common for guys in, in Los Angeles, right? 
But it, it's more common for the people who, you know, when you see these douchebags in LA, they're not from LA, okay? LA has a bunch of fucking idiots that go out here and, there, and a lot of them aren't from here. They're from all over the fucking place, but not here, right? The real LA locals are cool dudes, okay? Like real LA city guys. But you got guys from like fucking Cerritos and like fucking Rancho Cucamonga and shit and fucking Fontana, where the fuck? They're not from LA though. They're from fucking Anaheim, from Irvine, where the fuck it is, and not from LA. They're from fucking Gilroy, they're the fuck, where the fuck they from? They're not from LA. From Simi Valley, fucking Santa Clarita, not from LA. But they come and taste a little bit of LA life, you know, nightlife, whatever. And they like see this life they want to be a part of and they pick and choose the area they feel like, okay, we can probably flourish here. You know what I'm saying? And then they attack that area so that they can perfect that little area of being there, right? And I'm just talking about specific, like two guys I'm thinking of right now, right? Now, out of these two guys, one stays kind of low-key, but not really. And then one goes really hard body and, you know, like posting fucking cars that he doesn't own, posting cash that's not his, posting balls, all this other shit. And both of them kind of do that, but one goes really hard. And the funny thing is they really don't even blow up, meaning they don't have like a shit ton of followers or anything. And, and the reason why for both guys is because they're boring, and it doesn't matter how much you force content or whatever. If motherfuckers don't want to fuck with you, you know, there are goofy people out there and make shit and people, uh, they connect like, oh, you know what? I'm goofy as fuck too. I'm fucking short and I'm a fucking loser. And you know what? That's cool. You could do that. Oh, shit, that means I could do it too. Now, now what's funny is these guys have no original seats, all right? They're not gardeners, all right? They got no plugs either, okay? All their plugs are borrowed, Okay. And what's crazy is they were not grateful to an OG like me who ideally gave them a life, right? And without me or my cosign, they got nobody, they got no start, okay? Meaning their current location in life right now, right, doesn't happen without me. Now, be like, well, how do you know that? A lot of things, how the fuck do you think I got this far, Okay. Trust me, I fucking know. But what's funny is, with LA being so small, right, I still see guys, you know, like these guys, LA circles are small, trying to be cool and try to like one-up me on certain things. Like, motherfucker, I was born and raised here. I know everything about my city. And if I don't, someone at, at a place you're going to, I'm already connected to that person. I'm a degree of separation away from them, all right? I see these guys trying to be friendly to dudes that I know, like guys who have you know reached out to me and stuff because they're not from here. They're from out of town, from fucking Canada or New York, whatever it may fucking be. And they cap all day long about having a watch, having this, having a fucking 2012 car. They try to make it look like it's a 2019. Like, look, all I got to say is it ain't hate when you observe something that's truth and you gave birth to someone and you continue to try to help them and lead them down the right path. But they decide to go and pull a talented Mr. Ripley. You know, in fact, that's exactly, it's almost exactly what this shit is, all right? For those of you who haven't seen the talented Mr. Ripley movie, you should. It is a fucking excellent movie, and uh, it stars fucking, uh, you know, one of my favorite actors, rest in peace, Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's just crazy how jealousy and envy can lead you, like, down the wrong path, right? Don't be like Tom Ripley, okay? So, 
if you read some of my subliminal tweets from me this weekend, look, they were directed at a Chinese and Filipino version of Mr. Ripley, all right? The thing is, as much as I love clowning imposters and frauds, there are those out there who are still so fucking stupid and so simple, right? That they can't decipher the difference between what I do in general in life and everything to what Jay Mazzini does. Like, how the fuck do you actually think there's anything simple? It's just crazy. Other than that, we're human beings, okay? Anyone that's won a contest of mine, was it to, they actually win something. There's actually a winner. There's actually prizes. People actually win. They actually get a tangible item or they get some kind of an experience from someone who's actually certified and been co-signed by legends, right? Now, for people out there putting misinformation in the universe, like academics, like, bro, academics isn't a legend. I could officially say that. There's nothing about him that displays any kind of skill or talent, all right? This weekend, I posted a screenshot of my true bill, right? It, was, it wasn't even a fucking direct thing. It was just in a, it was in a conversation with Lil Yachty. And people saw, because I said a tweet, I was like, look, I only spend 10% of my actual income. And I've said this forever. Tell you the truth, it's actually even less than that, okay? So when people saw that I spend six figures a month, and that's not cap, this is real, right? It's just, I got bad spending habits. It's, I got a lot of bills. And I'm trying to cut them down. But again, when they're less than 10% of my actual net you know, income, then it's not really an issue, right? And then these people see that I have an 800 credit score, by only carrying a maximum of maybe 2 or 3% of a balance on my credit cards at any given moment, by the way, they see all that and it hurts their feelings, right? It melts their egos. Like they sit there and be like, "Low, this dude ain't fucking Photoshop. Like I can fucking screen video shot of fucking my app and everything. And they'd be like, you know, I don't really think it's a big deal to spend, I don't know, 100 bucks or 200 bucks a day in, in Postmates. It's just kind of a normal thing. It's fucked up, right? It's a luxury, okay? But like I said, a lot of things have changed and a lot of growth has happened in the last 10 years. And that growth happened because it had to, all right? And I'm just talking about financial growth. I'm talking about literally, you know, my mindset and everything with being a dad and all that. But anyways, yo, listen, um, Miles, throw me a 16 bars real quick, a little open beat, right? From my favorite beat maker, of course, Mr. At Lake Inspired. Um, and we're gonna be right back with more Scammer Talk. I'm big on fact checking, all right? That goes a long way with me. Some of the best investigators can be wrong. You know, some of the best fucking, you know, uh, baller busters, they could be wrong once in a while. And some of these people on the internet, they get so caught up in it that they realize they don't want to admit that they're wrong. And as much as I hate being wrong or I hate to apologize, I'll apologize in a minute, in a second, if I'm wrong, okay? With that being said, Baller Busters is a great page doing a great public service and they are not fucking around. They will not post anything unless they get hardcore 
multiple, not like one or two things. They need to get major, like all the motherfuckers need to come out. They get all the information, they gather it, and they expose motherfuckers, right? So if you end up on that page, it sucks for you. But I will say, there are guys on there that are have been on their page that I may follow on my social media pages, whether it be Twitter, Clubhouse, or um, Instagram, right? But necessarily mean I do business with them, right? And some people say, oh, associations. Look, that's true. But it, you have to understand how I see things. And now, if there's a dude out there that I know that has openly raped a woman, multiple women, two women, whatever, touch kids, whatever the fuck, maybe anything not appropriate like that, it, there's no questions. Or there's no more talking about it. That's it. I'm, I've cut ties completely. Okay? But there is a difference. And believe it or not, I'm going to explain to you. I cannot follow anyone that I hate, all right? And so let me elaborate this. Hold on. Let me, I'm trying to articulate this a little bit, okay? Dan Bilzerian, he's an acquaintance of mine. Never heard of him raping or sexually harassing anybody. You know, maybe being a little bit of a dick, but if that's the case, then, then I'm guilty of that, right? And I've hung out with dude a few times, hung out with him in Vegas, hung out with him in, you know, L.A., Hollywood, his crib here and there. Um, he lives a rock star lifestyle. No joke. He was doing that before the company started and everything. And so, like, you know, people try to discredit his life because they're hearing that, oh, he rented something, blah, blah, whatever. Hey, man, this dude is not going to go away and not live. Like, he's going to still live like a fucking rock star regardless, okay? Now, he came into a project where he was brought in as a part owner and he needed to, you know, create a buzz and, you know, make viral videos, whatever. And it was with the CBD brand called Ignite, okay? And um, he took the most fucking amazing pics and all this shit and portrayed a lifestyle that 99.99% of fucking the humans will never fucking experience. And people are mad because he used investors' money to support that lifestyle, like, I mean, that's not, that, I mean, I guess that's finessing, but that's, that ain't finessing to me, right? That's called taking advantage of a budget, you know what I'm saying? And I do, I know dude well enough to say that he went all out to try to make that brand successful, his brands Ignite. He paid those girls good money, paid all these girls six figures to be out with them, boom. At the end of the day, if his marketing and all his shit, all the amazing pictures, and it got a ton of likes and he got a ton of engagement. If that didn't convert to dollars and didn't make the company profitable, man, like, I don't know what to say. Does that mean he's a scammer? No, not in my eyes, okay? Now, person number two. I've seen a lot of rallying behind my thoughts about Vegas Dave, from the Baller Busters episode, okay? And this is my only real issue. Other than that, look, I don't want him to fucking scam anybody. That's fucked up, right? If he has, right? I got no immediate direct problem with him because I've never done business with him before. Doesn't mean he can't be, you know, scumbag and fuck people over. All I'm saying is the thing that irks me the most about Dave, and he, I'm sure there's things he doesn't know about me, you know, whatever, but it's the obvious fake comments on Instagram. Like, bro, you actually pay or hire someone to do this? Like, it's crazy. And it's one thing to not admit your losses to protect your namesake and brand, but to outright lie is deceitful, okay? And by the way, I think he restricted me because I left a comment like, bro, what's up with the fake comments? Like, it'd be like five, six minutes, and there'd be like four or five comments, and three of the four comments would be fake. 
and you come back an hour later and there's literally 2,000 comments that are fake. And there'd be like three or 400 comments that are real because he's giving away cash, okay? Now, I can't tell you for sure if he's lied to all his customers. I don't want to say, I'm just saying, you know, like allegedly, but because I can only go off what the fans have sent me, okay? Their proof, their word, not my own. But if I were to speculate, yeah, it seems off, right? Like, you know, there's scammer vibes out there, right? No real goat in the game, in any game, calls himself the goat. Michael Jordan's never called himself the goat. Kobe's never called himself the goat. Fucking Brady's never called him. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just crazy. Or actually, you know, like, did Brady, he might have. You know what, fuck Brady. Maybe, you know, in a way, he, he could. I've actually never even used that term in my profession of jewelry, right? And I fit the description. But then again, I've never ever said I was rich either. But by definition, I, I guess I am, right? It's just, I don't know, man. Um, I just, you know, people are like, oh man, Ben's exposing Vegas Dave. That's not it. That's just my opinions about Vegas Dave, right? You know, do a text me here and there, boom, and say some things. And, you know, I disagree on shit, but obviously with the betting stuff, it's different. You know, like I'm just like, bro, you keep talking about an open platform, then just just post who you chose. But he can't because they need to make no money, right? Just And that's fucked up. Now, the last bit of discussion on frauds is a guy that I know by the name of Clay. He owns an exotic dealership called CNC. I think CNC has initials, right? For some other reason, and for some reason, maybe it's an act of the luck of God, I guess, okay? Out of all the places I bought cars from, and just so you know, I've owned 50 cars in the last nine years. I've probably owned almost 100 in my lifetime, right? I've never bought one from CNC. And CNC is a very popular dealership, by the way, right? My cousin Steve, he's bought one before. I think he's bought maybe two or three. He got lucky. Right now, say this, okay? Not to cause confusion. I never had an issue with Clay. I've said that. Always nice to me, whatever. I think people got it fucked up on there and thought, like, you know, I was consoling. No, I just rather tell you what it is the truth. Just because he's been cool to me and whatever, that don't mean he's not a piece of shit, right? I've heard about fraudulent activity from people who actually did business with him, like my boy, David Lee. Yes, Ferrari collector David Lee, right? He tries to keep it cool with everyone, right? He's just, David is just not a confrontational guy super chill, right? And it was at one of David's events where I met Clay for the first time. And then I guess from there, like Clay took a liking to me. You know, I got a lot of followers. I was legit in the car game. And uh, I actually met him first at his dealership in like 2012 to look at a Maserati Quattroporte GTS. It was like a 2010 model. It was fucking beautiful. It was fucking, it sounds so goddamn good. Low miles and everything. I love that motherfucking car, but we couldn't get a deal closed. We couldn't figure out like, the, it just couldn't get it done, right? And from that time, I built a relationship with two of his employees. One was a guy named Frazier. Other guy was named Cam. Cool guys, you know what I'm saying? I remember um, having just chopping up with them. Uh, they pulled up in a 675 LT. Clay pulled up in a Wysock 918. And Cam and Frazier are solid dudes. I feel bad for them right now with all that's going on because they're good dudes. Hopefully they they land jobs somewhere else. Hope it doesn't fuck up their resume. They seem like good dudes. Um, Anyways, one time at a Hingwa Lee, David Lee meetup, right? I come to to the event with this guy, Charlie Gray, by the way, who is the biggest piece of shit in the entire car world. If you ever come across a guy named Charlie Gray, please be careful. He is a fucking, the biggest douchebag ever, okay? His dad used to be part owner of the auto gallery in San Fernando Valley, and uh, he's used that to his advantage, okay? And um, 
And this guy has all kinds of little sad stories, whatever, boom, I think his brother killed himself or died of a drug overdose, some other shit, and went to depression. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Don't use that shit to take advantage and fucking scam people, right? To this day, Charlie Gray owes me a good amount of cash, right? Um, five figures, but still he owes me a good amount of cash on a GT2 RS deal that he did with me, and my car is gone. But anyways, I come to this event with Charlie because, you know, we were, you know, whatever, doing shit here and there. I've known him. I'll call him out on some things, but whatever. And, you know, we're, we're getting a circle discussion with some people, and Clay happens to be in the circle. And Clay's just giving Charlie this fucking stare down. And Charlie tries to smile his way out of this, you know, drama situation, and he attempts to shake Clay's hand. Clay's like a bigger, like, he reminds me of fucking um, the dude from Sons of Anarchy, the fucking, um, I forgot what the fuck his name is, the Hellboy dude. It's like a bigger white boy, you know, husky guy. He's like, and Clay just, as Charlie puts his hand out, Clay goes, hey man, Charlie Gray, you have one minute to get the fuck out of my face before I fuck you up. And I didn't know shit about Clay then. You know, I haven't heard anything bad about him then, right? At this point, he owns a car dealership with CJ Wilson, who used to play for the Anaheim um, Angels. And CJ is like big in the car, exotic car world and everything. I'm like, what the fuck did Charlie do, right? And Charlie knows CJ too, so I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And um, Charlie walks away because he's scared. And Clay tells me, he goes, man, this guy fucked up a deal on my Porsche with me. He fucking completely said some shit. He lied about some things. And of course, the funny thing is, as soon as he said Porsche, I believe him. Like, Charlie only deals with Porsche, right? And just thinking back now, okay? You know how crazy it is when someone who has been called out for being a major fraud on such a large scale, can you imagine that Clay dude calling Charlie a scumbag? You know what that makes Charlie? That makes Charlie the king of all scumbags, okay? So now, to Clay's story. Baller Busters has done all types of research, and they went crazy on exposing Clay's business tactics, which seem to be he's selling cars and holding on to the titles. Basically, he's selling you a car, not giving you your title, because he's using the money to pay Josh from Justin so that he could eventually pay Joe right? But it seems as if his days are really numbered now, right? And supposedly someone said something recently that if you go to cncexotics.com, like he's listed all his lower end cars, like the cars that cost like a hundred grand. He's listed them at like blowout prices, which is obviously too good to be true. So obviously means he's trying to get out and fucking up here. They posted his fucking home address and all this crazy shit. I don't know, man. Look, CNC Exotics was one of the pages I would frequent every single day and browse when I was searching for cars, right? But if you are looking for a reputable car dealer, look, I'd rather buy cars from Eurocar OC or buy cars from Jake Motorcars, Jake's Motorcars in San Diego. All right. Anyways, go to Baller Buster's Instagram page to see more. I don't know, man. It's a fucking crazy world we live in, right? Now, for those of you who cop my Kershaw card, there will be a Zoom giveaway as promised to three lucky people. Each will get a, fr- a private 45-minute Zoom session with the Korean John Cusack, right? And out of those three, one will win a trip to LA. Now, if you're not from LA, then I'll get you a car service, right? But one will win a trip to LA, be put in a hotel, and get two tickets to a Dodgers game, all right? I'll grab a bunch of dates, and I'm going to pick a winner this Wednesday. This Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, do not miss out, all right? Now to sports real quick. I'm not a big March Madness guy. I watched a couple games. I saw the Syracuse game, you know, and uh, them beat whatever West Virginia and shit. I don't really give a fuck about that, right? Never really been 
I think I stopped watching March Madness like around 2000, right? But with LeBron being injured and there's a high ankle sprain, I'm never fucking really, high ankle sprain, some whole other shit, right? Way more serious than, than just like a regular ankle sprain, right? And I say that puts him out indefinitely, right? Most likely for the rest of the season. So I don't see us getting very far. And uh, even though Woj has said that the Lakers are probably out of the playoffs, I think Woj is a fucking cunt, okay? I think he is a fucking fake Dom DeLuise-looking dick nose, right? Um, I think we still get in the playoffs. Okay, fuck Woj, right? But let's see what AD can do without LeBron. I mean, let's see. Hopefully it's not that bad. Maybe things change. But watching that game last night was fucking brutal. I turned off at the third quarter. Cannot watch us fucking get our ass kicked by fucking the Phoenix Suns, who are obviously, you know, top contenders for the West. Also, LaMelo Ball got a fractured wrist and is out for the season now. So I don't know who the fuck wins Rookie of the Year, which fucking sucks. But like, fuck that that title, right? I just hope that LaMelo recovers and gets back to balling. Um, he has a very positive outlook. And I, he posted some shit. He's just like, I just fuck with dude. You know what I mean? You know I fuck with Melo Heavy. I've been talking about him on the pod for a while. I'm actually sending him a gold fridge. He's like, yo, I need that shit, gang. So, LaMelo, man, I, I wish you a speedy recovery. You know what, man, LeBron, I wish you, obviously wish you a speedy recovery as well. You know? Um, as for entertainment, I watched this documentary on Operation Varsity Blues, which was the college admission scam that was going on, right, that put Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin and her billionaire husband, uh, Massimo, behind bars for paying off college admission staffers, right? And I want, like, Matthew Modine started, and it was like a reenaction of it. Shit was fucking whack. That shit was, don't watch that shit. It was ass. And this was something I was actually really interested in. That shit was ass. Now, Snyder Cut, a.k.a. Zack Snyder's Justice League, okay, came out. Definitely 50 billion times better than the first one, okay? Now, it gave me, Endgame vibes, right? Avengers Endgame vibes, but apparently this was filmed even before that, right? It took fucking one, must have taken four years to fucking do CGI, I have no idea. But it finally came out, and it's exclusively on HBO Max, which most of you might know is not a regular HBO channel. It's just fucking stupid as fuck, but it's a separate channel that you have to buy, HBO Max, right? I thought the movie was good, right? I thought it was cool. Four hours though, you know? I was gonna watch it like, uh, right when it came out, and then Cuddy was, I was on the phone with Kid Cuddy. He was like, yo, that shit, four hours, son. And I'm like, I said, what? And I had no idea. I was like, seven minutes into it, I was like, okay, I'm watching this shit tonight. Anyways, end up finishing it, watch it. It was solid, right? But I do think that some of you men out there need to check your masculinity, okay? Because y'all need to get the fuck off Jared Leto's dick, like ASAP, okay? Because his performance, which was maybe five minutes, was whatever. He's that shit was trash. People were like saying, like, oh my god, his energy, his thespian skills on this. Like, he barely did shit. Okay. Now we're talking jokers. I don't I forgot what the fucking dude was name was from the original TV show. He was definitely better than fucking and, and listen, Jared Leto's a great actor. I fuck with dude, but y'all need to chill. That shit was whack. Okay. He's not Jack Nicholson. Okay. He's nowhere near Joaquin Phoenix. You better chill. All right. And he, for goddamn sure, ain't no fucking Heath Ledger, okay? So stop overhyping his shitty little small part, all right? I do think I need to watch it again, just solo dolo, without any interruptions, right? Without my kids, nothing. With my full undivided attention, 
I just need to, you know, some Pokari Sweat and some Skywalker OG. I think that's all I need, right? I will say this. For the 200th time, Gal Gadot is fine as fuck. Dear Lord. Like, even my wife was like, damn, she's gorgeous. Like, Gal is bad. Israeli, she is, man. But the scenes with her mom in it could have been edited out. That shit could have been cut. That movie could have been three hours and 15 minutes longest. Right? Like for real. Right? Um, like real talk. Speaking of talk, I did this girl, Alexis Texas, right? Alexis Texas is a former adult star. Or I think she's, yes, yeah, she's, I don't even know. This is crazy. I, I don't know how the fuck I got the gig. Alexis Texas, she's a former porn adult star. Okay, yeah. She has her own podcast now called Private Talk. And I was on there dropping exclusive stories about my past sex life, which I never have ever, ever spoke about publicly or anything. It was just a, the questions she asked were crazy as fuck, weird. But though, you check it out. Go to YouTube and you could watch the, the interview there or she made me take a COVID test on stuff and everything, which I was glad to take. And also the regular podcast is on Apple, of course. It's called Private Talk with Alexis Texas. And obviously search for the Ben Baller episode. Now, not quickly, but I've said this before, and I hope you guys listen carefully to this part of the actual business part of this podcast, right? There will be a total reset to our economy and to our dollar bill, okay? Life after coronavirus, right? This is what I'm saying, okay? The financial future is going to begin like now, right? And it involves cryptocurrency. If you don't understand crypto and you refuse to learn it's going to be a tough century for you, okay? Our dollar is tanking. And if you don't own some tangible items like real estate or gold or Bitcoin, even though I know Bitcoin is not necessarily tangible, right? Then you might as well just like just wither away <laughs> in the wind, right? With strong gusts, like real shit. Gold isn't even looking like the most solid investment. You know, it's safe for sure, Right? which is insane for me to say that, but like, you know, it's just crazy right now what's going on with crypto and everything. And I think I've never really talked about Ethereum before, which is the, probably one of the first, besides Bitcoin, one of the first things I got into. And it's the second biggest blockchain, right? And I think Ethereum is probably going to be bigger. So I'm going to be putting some of my money in there. You know, of course I have Dogecoin and stuff, right? But that's just like for fun, right? You know, I have you know, a lot of shares of Dogecoin, like if Dogecoin hits 10, $25 a share, a coin, do you have any idea what kind of, like, that's like beautiful. Use that to go buy some, buy a hypercar, buy some other shit, you know, and maybe pay for some other things. But it's just, get hip to it. Follow my boy, Pomp, you know, on the show, obviously, Anthony Pompliano. He's very, very well versed in crypto space, but like, you really, really should pay attention to ETH. Um, the, the sad thing is, you won't know until it's too late. So get educated on it now, okay? But like this gem that I got from the clubhouse room I did with Anna Delvey, right? Julia Fox said this, okay? The universe doesn't give you what you want. It gives you what you need. And that shit hit different, okay? Because I started thinking about my finances and taxes, all kinds of shit, everything. Yesterday, I had a major anxiety attack, right? That shit almost ruined my entire day, but I didn't let it. I fought back, okay? I closed my eyes, I drank some water, held my breath for 10 seconds, blew out, held it for 10 seconds again, blew out, opened my eyes, just try to focus, right? Get my breathing in control. 
got into a Zen mode. I said, yo, look, okay, look, check it out. Is this it? Is this a heart attack? Is this me breaking down? What is, what's going to happen here? Okay, if this is it, motherfucker, take me out then. Take me out right now then. Stop playing. Just take my shit out right now and make me lose all my shit right now, okay? If not, then let's get back to business, right? And obviously, after a few minutes, I was okay again, right? Like I said, I got all kinds of other tax shit going on. Uh, I got actual work, like joy work again. I have some new projects that I'm unsure of, right? I have some other deals. I'm not, I have uncertainties, right? Pretty much, you know? And with uncertainty comes anxious behavior. So, look, man, maybe that's what, you know, the universe is like, hey, man, you need to, you know, chill out. I don't fucking know what it is, but that shit just hit different when Julia said that. Um, last but not least, my boy Cuddy came back into town. Uh, he's been in uh, New Zealand filming a movie, came back home yesterday, and now we're working on something light but unique for his Saturday Night Live performance on April 10th, so stay tuned for that. And guys, yo, that is it. That is it for the weekend wrap-up, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you all know that I am working on transitioning this show into video. Just not yet, right? Still got to get to a certain level of the pandemic, right? And that means doing videos for guests, all that. Meaning once I go video, it's video forever. Like I'm not changing back, okay? In the meantime, enjoy the show as it stays on the top of the charts and hit that subscribe button. Yo, Lakey Lake, man. Take us home, bro. All right, y'all. Peace.